hey, hey, welcome to Unapologetically Feminine, the space where all of you is welcome and celebrated. I am your host, Jane Wynn, and my intention here is to support, empower, and celebrate women to say yes to the most epic, radiant, turn on and juicy as fuck version of themselves and to experience the most orgasmic, ecstatic, open to God kind of relationship and intimacy. Join me on this show will be some of the most amazing souls, revolutionaries, potent creatives, teachers and devotees to the feminine art. This is a space with potent transmissions, intimacy, open-hearted conversations, laughters, tears, and everything in between. So let's go and let's play. Hello and welcome back to Unapologetically Feminine. So in this episode, I want to talk to you about the concept of becoming the one. You see, I work with a lot of women who are strong, independent, ambitious. These alpha women are thriving in their career, in their business, in their purpose, and yet most of them struggling when it comes to dating and relationship. And so today I want to introduce this concept because I really believe that instead of finding the one, we have to become the one. And I'll share more the nuances within this concept. One of the common questions I get asked a lot, or usually it's more of a complaint from women, is that I am showing up. I am doing all the work. I'm showing up for myself. I'm leaning in into all this depth, all this growth. Where is he? Where is the conscious man? Why is he not showing up? So from a collective um, speaking, yeah, women rising has been coming for a while. A lot of female empowerment has been happening in the last few decades. And now it's become more and more obvious that men are hearing the call and they are rising. And I just want to share this because I want to normalize this whole thing around men not doing the work. They are maybe not at the level that we have been. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that they're not doing the work. And so firstly, I want to kind of speak that out loud and just letting you know that there are beautiful, amazing, devotional men who are showing up for themselves, first and foremost, who are showing up for something bigger. Yeah. And also it calls us, yeah, to stop outsourcing our needs, our safety, our desires, our pleasures, And we need to stop waiting for men to show up before we go all in. 
You see, a lot of the alpha women, they kind of wear this strong women identity or this label. And what this identity does is that it keeps women being in control, feeling powerful. And it also traps women in this belief that I don't need a man. If I can provide all this for myself, then I don't need a man. And so because of that, this unconscious belief, most women actually blocking themselves from allowing or welcoming or manifesting the kind of loving devotional relationship that they truly desire. And this whole concept about becoming the one does not mean that, you know, we emasculate men and that we run the world. It simply means that we need to stop waiting for the one person who holds the key. Because deep underneath all of these patterns is that wounded little girl, you know, that princess. They're still waiting for daddy to come and protect her, to come and making sure that he's safe and she is held. Most women, and I I put a big disclamation here because this is a generalization. I work with a lot of women, and even though they show up as conscious female leaders, most of them don't know how to hold themselves. And I mean this in the most respectful way possible because when women are thriving the world in more the alpha mode, often it results in women bypassing you know, the deep vulnerable parts within their being. And so when women say, I want a man who's a rock, or who's a king to, you know, to hold space for me, to meet me, to bring safety for me, to be unwavering in my emotional storm, essentially we are outsourcing those needs for men. And to be honest with you, as a woman, you know, if someone keep outsourcing their needs to me and not willing to take responsibilities for their own stuff, I'm like, I don't even want to show up, let alone men, right? And so if we hold these needs to be met, to be felt, to be heard, to be held by men, before we can drop in into all that is here within our being, whether it's our emotions, whether it's our old stories and trauma, whether it's our tenderness and vulnerability, or whether it's our pleasure. If we're constantly waiting for men before we actually show up, you see there's different kind of showing up. Often we can show up for others. We can show up in business. We can show up for our purpose. But when it comes to showing up in our deep, vulnerable places, women often don't. Yeah. And it's very common because it's almost like a protective mechanism where we have experienced some sort of trauma or wounds or pain in the past. And if we haven't had the time and the space to work through those over the years, 
opening those can feel like opening the Pandora box because you just don't know what's going to come through it. And so as a result, a lot of a lot of the women don't actually feel safe to open to their dream relationship. You know, the, the kind that it's like safe and holding and devotional, yet that is also passionate and fiery and wild. We kind of have these beliefs that we can't have those relationships. Yeah. And obviously, a lot of this is a reflection of our internal world. So many women show up in the dating or the relationship world compromising their standards, bypassing their boundaries, which usually often leads to like abandonment and wounds and resentment. And then we tell ourselves stories that, well, you see, I put myself out there and it doesn't work. So you know what? I don't really need a man. Let's just close off the shop. And there's a deep truth that I want to, I want you to get, right? Despite the fact that so many women are desiring a conscious, loving, devotional man and a relationship, it is or it feels safer to actually stay single than to risk, yeah, to risk everything for a chance or a shot at love. I'll repeat that again. Despite the fact that so many desire a beautiful relationship that is like out this world, many of us actually tell ourselves that it's not happening, it's not safe to have that. And we choose, unconsciously, of course, we choose to stay single rather than to be happy. Because happiness is an interesting term. Yeah. With happiness, there's this risk. Yeah. Because there's safety and there's comfort. And most of us settle for comfort. We settle in companionship that are not passionate. Most of us settle for, you know, a stale relationship that we don't feel like alive or aroused. Most of us settle for emotionally unavailable men or men that are toxic for us or we tend to attract like spiritual fuckboys where we don't have to commit fully in the relationship because for us to commit fully in the relationship we have to firstly commit to ourselves yeah because the depth that you can enter relationship is only available or proportionate to the depth that you're willing to meet yourself in. And now, I, now I'm talking really about like this level of like intimacy where women feel met. Yeah. We hold the map, yeah, the key to our internal world. 
And if we're not willing to firstly, you know, explore that within ourselves, how can we know to guide another being into that? How can there be space to be met in that? And, you know, one of the things women share when it comes to intimacy is that I don't feel met. I don't feel heard. I don't feel seen. And I would ask the question, have you met yourself? Have you been truthful with yourself? Have you been intimate with yourself? Because this whole thing about finding the one is that we're waiting. Yeah, we're waiting for that one perfect person to hold the keys to our heart, to, you know, to our sex, to our pleasure. And it's not going to work because the, the key is in our hands and it's up to us to decide consciously to meet ourselves in those places. Yeah. It's very important for women to recognise that the standards in relationships, you know, are mere reflection of the standards we hold for ourselves, the space. You know, the intimacy we get to experience in relationship is magnified from the level of intimacy we give to ourselves. And so if we're not willing to show up first and foremost, yeah, we can't manifest that dream relationship in our life. And often I hear this like, but I'm showing up. It's like, are you? And again, I'm, I'm saying this in the most respectful way. There's different kind of showing up unless you're willing to meet this depth within your being. You're not fully showing up. Yeah, because the feminine holds the magnetism, you know, the initiation, the calling. For the masculine, we call them in through our heart, through our body, through our sex. Our pussy is one of the deepest points within our being. And I use, you know, the pussy or the yoni as a metaphor for the depth within our being. And so this is not just about masculine penetration. This is not about physical sex. It's so much more about life penetration. Are we allowing life in? Are we connected through our body, through our emotions, through our feelings? Or we are numbing out from our feelings? Are we disassociating? Are we avoiding meeting ourselves in our truth, in our truth? If we have pain and if there's things bubbling, are we willing to go there? Are we making space for a little girl to be held and met? Are we creating the level of safety required to heal our wounds? Or are we feeling shut and armoured up Believing that the world is a scary place and that men are, 
you know, us holes that will break our hearts. The work starts with us always. And we need to recognize this power that lives inside of us. We are the one that needs to make the shift. We are the one. The one that we've been looking for our whole lives. Mommy is not going to come and save you. Daddy is not going to come and save you. Because the thing is, if you attract a man in and, you know, you have this wounded little girl, she's the one calling the shot. She's the one calling in the type of man that's showing up in your life. She's the one pulling rounds and playing games. And for me, you know, being in this relationship now for 13 years, there's a thing or two that I know what it takes for a relationship to work. And firstly, no mind games, no manipulation of any kind. That truth and transparency and honesty are the keys to deep intimacy. And so if you are wounded, I mean, we all are, but if you attract a man from this wounded place because you're not willing to take responsibility for yourself, for your growth, then chances are you will keep manipulating men and you wonder why they're not the kind of sovereign, conscious, grounded men that you deeply deserve because the truth is it is or it feels safer to our souls than to take responsibility. Becoming the one means that you have to be willing to show up for yourself regardless. Rain, hail, or shine, I am here. I am here with you. You are safe. Be willing to hold your heart in heartbreaks and know that you are safe to open to love again and again and again. To know that you are worthy and deserving of love. To be unwavering in your truth and in your standards. Many of us are not willing to speak up for what's really here. And what I mean by that is often we feel something or our body is contracting or there's, you know, there's something that's present. And we kind of gaslight ourselves, like, oh, you know, that's just our shit. Or, you know, I shouldn't be saying this because it may hurt the other person or it may um, make him feel contracted. When we're not willing to be truthful with ourselves moment to moment, you know, this is a practice. When we talk about honesty, there's nuances when it comes to this. And it requires our absolute presence in moment where our body is contracted, moments where our heart is closed and voice that, voice what's really happening. Hey, I'm really noticing that what you just said, you know, I feel really contracted about that. And it's not about blaming the other person, but voicing what's really here, voicing the impact and creating a space where there's vulnerability, when there's truth, a space of intimacy to lean in for yourself and for the other person. It is important for us to firstly understand our needs 
and know how to meet our needs so that we can communicate clearly with our agenda, with our manipulation, what we truly desire. And this, I believe, is one of the most crucial skill to have in relationship. Most women don't know how to communicate or ask for what they want. Often it comes in um, from a place of blame or projection or judgments rather than a place where there's softness to feel, to notice the longing or the desires and cleanly communicate this is what I would love from you. Are you open to that? And being the one means that we have to be unwavering in how we show up for ourselves. And that may mean that you may lose some friends along the way or you may have to close the container of the relationship, you know, each time we bypass, each time we neglect our needs, each time we choose to put the other person's first, we abandon ourselves. And yesterday I was in a sacred devotion container and one of the past participants shared that one of the biggest shifts for her in my container is the commitment of vow to herself to never, ever abandon herself ever again. And that changed everything in her life and especially in intimacy and relationships. It's not an uncommon thing. It's not a, a strange thing where women come into the container and their whole relationship ships or they may decide to leave you know a friendship or a relationship that no longer serve it's not uncommon for them to leave jobs that you know devalue them it's not uncommon for women to attract a conscious man because so much of that is shifted through them saying yes to themselves you know i talk about a lot of the time when it comes to marriage, you know, we, we say vows to the other person. We are bound by promises and agreements to show up, you know, rain, hail, or shine, or sickness and in health. Yet most of us don't make those vows to ourselves. We kind of, you know, get caught on. Um, caught up in the busyness we don't prioritize ourselves we don't prioritize our needs we don't see that we are deserving of the time it needs to you know connect to our emotions or to process some stuff or to be you know healing to be in the place of healing and often we kind of like you know what i don't have time for this you know, I don't have time to feel. I don't have time to self-pleasure. And this whole concept of time is interesting because if you're not willing to be your own best lover, if you're not willing to show up for yourself and know that, hey, it's okay to take time to open my heart. It's okay to take time to connect to my body. 
then when it comes to being intimate with someone, we often rush in that process. Again, everything is a mirror reflection to our own relationship with self, you know, and when it comes to sex, so many women rush into penetration when they obviously are not ready. They're not ready to allow penetration. They're not ready to open, and yet they force themselves to be open. You know, they, I have done that so many times in the past. I, I said yes, even though my body was clearly a no. And those moments, those micro moments create trauma. They create wounds. It create distrust in our body. You know, sex is sacred. It's the deepest place where we feel like there's no holding back, that we can fully surrender and trust another being. But if we can't trust ourselves and our ability to speak up, to to speak our boundary, if we can't trust ourselves in voicing our desires, naturally our body will shut because, you know, it's a protective mechanism. And so it's part of this journey. It's very important for us to build that relationship where firstly we have to learn to trust ourselves, to trust our instincts, to trust our intuition, to trust the body wisdom in the senses. So many times we can feel something and yet we, we doubt ourselves or we gaslight ourselves to later on find out like, wow, I sense something. I knew that it wasn't right, but I said yes anyway. How many of us have done this in the past? And for me, becoming the one, essentially taking back our power. You know, we're not little princess, you know, helpless, disempowered, waiting to be rescued. We are powerful, sovereign as fuck kind of women, women who are willing to show up fully for themselves, women who are willing to claim their birthrights, as a turn on, juicy, radiant as fuck. So many of us have been playing small. We tell ourselves the stories that we are too much, too wild, too emotional, too chaotic. And men, you know, a lot of men can't handle us. And guess what? You probably are right. When you tell yourself those stories, you are trapped in your life exactly that. Yeah. And there's actually some truth to that. You're not meant to be for everyone, not everyone. You know, we all have our weirds. We all have our loopiness. We all have our goofiness. We all have bits and parts of ourselves that are not meant to be for everyone. Yes, to all oneness and everything, but, you know, find your people, people who will love the fuck out of you for everything that you are and devote your time to that. But we can't do that if we constantly judging ourselves and tell ourselves to be different. 
we're all quirky, we're all fucked up in some ways. Yeah, and it's important that we love the fuck out of ourselves for that. You are unique, so am I. We are different, and that's divine. I didn't realize I was just rhyming the whole time, but um, so part of this is the recognition that, yes, you may be too much for some men, and that's okay. You're not meant to be with, you know, thousands of men, but be willing to be too much. Be willing to claim you're too much because when I say the right person, I don't mean, you know, the right person, but the person for you, your person, will laugh the fuck out of everything about you, what's and all. You know, being this 13-year relationship with my man, you know, we have grown so much over the years. The person that I was back then, you know, has definitely, definitely changed so much over the years. And so finding out, you know, the space where we can continue to grow and evolve with deep, loving acceptance that we are enough always. And so over the years, I the more I claim my too much and the more I bring acceptance to my too much, the easier it is for me to share with my partner, to share with friends, to share with people who, you know, who hold this deep place in my heart. I talk about living with your heart wide open but we kind of can't accept everyone. Yeah, being, you know, cracked open my love doesn't mean that everyone can come in and everyone can trash the place. It's not that. But there's a level of softness requiring your system to stay open, to stay present to your heart and what it desires, to stay present to the longing. And yet know that, not everyone deserves to come in and that it's okay that it takes time. It takes time to build trust. It takes time for intimacy. It takes time and that is okay, more than okay. is absolutely like necessary to build long, loving, devotional, sustainable relationship. Because when it comes to devotion, right, devotion for me is the day in, day out showing up, firstly for ourselves. And from that level of showing up, of devotion, we set the standards for how others are showing up in our lives. And this is not about perfection. I'm not saying that, you know, we're all perfect It's a continuous evolution of our becoming. And so so with that, dedicate, make the conscious choice to, to be the one you've been looking for. Where in your life have you not shown up for yourself or for your truth? Where in your life have you not said yes to your longing? 
to your desires? Where in your life are you currently outsourcing that, those needs to men? And there's something really beautiful about becoming the one is that we give space. We can't be hovering over men, trying to fix them, trying to change them, trying to mold them into the person that we want them to be. That's not love, that's control. Because in a way, it's safer to be over there hovering over them than risk. Risk like showing off ourselves and risk like, but we may not be met in this. And that's okay. Stop hovering over there and bring your energy back. Because when we fully show up for ourselves, we create space for men to show up and do their work. You know, we create space for men to lean in. When it comes to polarity, like space is so important. You know, don't be afraid to create space. Yeah. Let the dance happen. Feel the tension of the space. Move and navigate through the body, not through the mind. Oh, but if, you know, if he's not doing the work, then we, we may fall apart or, you know, where are all the men? Like I'm showing up and you know what, they're not doing the work. So maybe you're trying to fix them. Maybe then they can meet me. It's not going to work, babe. It's not going to work. You have to be willing to trust that they are showing up for themselves. You focus on showing up for yourself. And the thing is, when there's space, yeah, there is an invitation, an invitation to lean in, then you will really find out the kind of relationship that you truly desire. Because this whole caretaking, yeah, is a way for you to feel loved, to fill in the void. Because you've been afraid of being alone. Yeah, there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. It's okay to be alone. When you always have yourself, when you always have your back, it's okay to be alone. You can still be in relationship and be with someone and feel absolutely lonely and abandoned. Know the difference. The invitation when you really like pull it all back and focus on yourself, it's the invitation for men to show up for you. And be willing, be willing to let go. Yeah, there's no need to be drama. It's like, you haven't done this for me. I have done that for you. But this drama is this little girl throwing tantrums. Where is the sovereign woman in you? Where is she? Yeah. Speak from the sovereign woman. Speak from that. Be willing to make decision from that. And the truth is not all relationship containers survive through the, the test of time. And 
And this uh, the whole thing about relationship death is not all relationship deaths are bad. Actually, sometimes relationship needs space and time to recalibrate. And that's okay and healthy as well. Healthy as well. Yeah. It's important for you to like full trust, trust in yourself and trust that when it comes to time, you will do the thing that's right for you. Be willing to let go, be willing to let things die because when a relationship is stale and stagnant, there's an energetics that needs to die and if we keep holding on, it creates more stagnation. And actually, the energetic of the relationship may die and you may have time and space to recalibrate, but it doesn't mean the actual relationship will die. If anything, you know, I believe that it's actually healthy every few years to create space, you know, for the relationship to decompose, yeah, to die fully so that you can create new container, new energetic expansion that is required for your new being. We've done that a lot in our relationship where we kind of know that, hey, there's things that's not working. And so we, we do ritual, we let things die and to welcome in new space, new things, new commitment. And so... This whole thing about becoming the one, it is a process of really embodying because we can talk about all of this, but obviously, as you know, in my space, talks and concepts alone are not enough. And it really requires us to be in our body, be in our evolution as a woman. And this is why I talk about so much about embodiment. Embodiment holds the key to sustainability. And so with that, I invite you to come and join me in a two-hour live experience with me on the call where we fully dive into our unconscious relationship patterns, our beliefs when it comes to men, finding out embodying the, the gifts of our heart and embodying the sovereign woman, the one that is unapologetic in her expressions, the one that is responsible for her safety, for her standards when it comes to herself and the relationship. To explore the kind of relationship you desire, yeah, to really open to that longing because we've been really afraid of that, to open to, to let your heart reveal your dream relationship, the kind of relationship that cracks you open to God, to life. And so in this two-hour live experience with me, called Becoming the One. You get to not only understand a lot of these concepts, but more than that, 
to really go into the body and explore these patterns to radically transform and transmute a lot of these unconscious wounds and beliefs and to create a space where, you know, you get to be you know, the one that you fall madly, deeply in love with and that become the standards in your life. And so if you are interested, the link to register for um, the masterclass, Becoming the One, is in the bio. And it's a two-hours experience um, happening on May 31st, 7 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. I look forward to seeing you all on the call and looking forward to sharing, sharing with you more in the next episode. Lots and lots and lots of love. Ciao.